Welcome to Good Patron, a production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, we'll explore what it means to be a good patron, asking how each of us can be a good patron of the bands and musicians we appreciate. You can find this podcast wherever you choose to get your podcast, and you should subscribe to the show. It's totally free, and it means you don't miss a single episode. I'm glad you're here, so stick around. We have got some exploring to do. I am really excited about this month's episode, and you already know from the episode title some of the folks we'll be talking about. And if you've listened before, you also know that I'll cover one way you can be a good patron and issue you a challenge. But first, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. Chris Taylor has been putting out music for decades as an indie artist, but before he grabbed his acoustic guitar and began putting out all his solo stuff, he was in a 90s alternative rock and roll band named Love Coma. They disbanded back in 97, but they just launched an Indiegogo campaign for a new album they're working on. Here is a clip of the new track called Boomerang. gets to the download, $20 gets to the CD and download, $35 for a signed CD and bonus tracks, and then there are more options available, including a lot of Chris's artwork. Head over to Indiegogo and search for Love Coma. This campaign closes December 14th. And this is called Burying the Lead, but (laughs) I actually spoke to Chris a few days ago about this campaign, and I'm going to have that interview for you right after the Good Patron Challenge. So what's my tip for how to be a good patron this episode? Act fast. That's it. Act fast. When you see a campaign for an artist you want to support, that is the time to back it. Otherwise, you're likely to keep scrolling past it in your feed, or close the tab, or forget to go back, and next thing you know, the campaign is closed and you missed it. It's good for you to act fast so you don't miss it, but it's also good for the artist if you act fast. Having that extra momentum especially early in a campaign, can really help. And it can calm worries as they wonder if they're going to make their goal. I'm not saying instantly back everything that strikes your fancy. 
obviously I want you to live within your means. And I understand that sometimes you need to spend some time to think through which package is the best fit for you. But overall, my advice and my good patron challenge to you this episode is that you support the artists you love by acting fast when you have a chance to support them. That means back the campaign, pre-order the album, buy those concert tickets before time slips by and the opportunity is gone. I hope you take this good patron challenge, and I hope you join me for each episode. Subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, and keep listening to hear about some practical opportunities that you have to help some specific artists in the second half of this episode. But first, here is my interview with Chris Taylor from Love Coma. So Love Coma was around from what, like 92 to 97? Yeah, I think the v- the very first part of 97, I decided it was just too difficult to keep going. Um, even just to make a little living at that point was just really, really difficult for us. And so I thought it best to just sort of let the band dissolve. And, um, I, and then I ended up just sort of after a few months picking up the acoustic guitar and which I was very scared. I was used to hiding behind a band. So I think, um, you know, at some point in 97, I decided to go it alone. It was just me and my acoustic guitar. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. But that's that's sort of the road I traveled. So yeah, yeah, it was a short lifespan. But man, those were really, really good years. And you have been very prolific since then. I mean, not quite Bill Maloney uh, prolific, but like a <laughs> lot of projects. I mean, you just you just this summer released uh, another acoustic album, right? Like all acoustic remixes of some of your earlier stuff, and before that, had your double album. I mean, you've been putting out a lot of a lot of music. Yeah, I, you know, I I don't know when it was um, exactly, but a few years back, I decided that instead of because I'm prone to slip into melancholy or depression or you know that kind of thing and and then and then if that's not happening then i get easily stressed about where whatever my circumstances are or wherever i'm at in life so to sort of come combat those kinds of things i decided i'm going to create something every day um it could be a song it could be part of a song it could be a painting it could be stuff it's just a creative i don't know what you what you'd call it but just always be creating put your mind onto those things because ultimately that's that's so much more rewarding and so much healthier because stress will kill you and make you miserable depression's not going to get you anywhere and so you have to sort of fight your way through it and my way of fighting through it is to create so I ended up having a lot for everything I do release. There's so much that exists that will never see the light of day. So I've been picking sort of my favorite little things and just putting them out there into the world and whoever wants it can get it. And whoever doesn't, you know, that's all right too. So yeah, yeah. I'm always, always creating. So it's primary initial value at the very beginning is just like, this is something Chris needs. And then later, if it's something that other people will benefit from as well, then you might share it. But otherwise, it's like your own personal, let me work through some stuff and stay on the right frame of mind kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think that's the way it's always been ever since. Actually, ever it took me a while, like my last two big records, like, you know, the, the kind of music you make 
because you're on a record label. I did Down Goes the Day in 1998, and then in 99, I did uh, Worthless Pursuit. And I did both of those albums, and I love both those albums so much, but I had just sort of, I realized in 1999, I was not cut out to be on a record label. I'm not the guy that you sell like you do Cheerios or McDonald's, you know. I'm The reason I, I'm made to create is to work through my own stuff. And it took me a long time to kind of figure that out. Like, oh, some songwriters will go into the business to write hit songs, and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, other songwriters want to be performers and want to reach a kind of a level of fame, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you're doing it for those kind of reasons, it's not a problem with me at all. I don't have any any bias. But I just it took me a long time to figure out, like, oh, the reason I write songs is to discover myself and to sort of protect myself against all of uh, all of those things that seem to get in the way um, of just love, you know, of just loving yourself or or being loved. I think that's the ultimate deal so yeah yeah i'm i'm constantly either painting or or writing tunes and 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 then i put stuff out hoping that i mean obviously i want to make a living i'd like to be able to pay the rent each month you know uh so i put something out into the world but and this is a whole other subject but it's it seems like hardly anybody buys music anymore and so i'm going well i can't i can't worry about all of that i just have to create it and then make it available so that if somebody does want to take the time to listen, it's there. So can you give a brief story of how it came to be that Love Coma is back together? After, I mean, it's been, what, like 20-something years? Yeah, I've, uh, we recorded, the last time we made a record together, we were in California with Michael Rowe of the 77s, really sort of leading the charge and making an album. So that was the last time we ever made an album. And then we recorded some demos in 1996 in hopes that we were going to make a third album. And it just never happened. But to kind of bring everybody up to speed and yourself included, I was, you know, totally, I'm in the middle of making a solo record, which really isn't a solo record. It's, uh, I have a band behind me and, and a great producer. Her name is Misty Jones. And, uh, Misty and I are, are trying to come up with the, perfect sonic like holy smokes kind of record a headphones album you know i saw you post about this on facebook today and actually yeah. updated my questions to circle around to her because i, I yeah looked, i looked her up and it looks like she does a lot of ableton loops kind of stuff yeah she's she is a genius in on so many levels and she's just this warm beautiful amazing person so her and I are in the middle of this record right now. She's in Nashville. I'm in San Antonio. And we are, uh, Misty and I have known each other for a long time. So there's a lot of trust there. And, uh, and I knew that she could deliver what the sort of, uh, the sort of colors that I needed on this record. And she's, it's, she's this amazing, she's sort of like a wizard. She's like operating a space station every time she, she uh, takes one of my songs. So um, we're full on into this project. And I was just thinking, this is what is going to happen next for me. And then I get a mysterious text message from a number that is not in my contacts, making references to Love Coma. 
And they were purposely being just mysterious enough to where I couldn't figure out who it was. <laughs> and I'm like, no one in, in my circles ever mentions the name Love Coma. And so I'm like, who in the world could this be? And it turns out it was uh, my guitar player, my good friend, Chris Mattingly, who um, after Matt Slocum had left because of Sixpence, Mattingly came in. And he played on Language of Fools, and he toured with us for many years. And uh, he had sort of just sort of disappeared. He's one of those guys that is off the radar, off the grid, and uh, doesn't have social media, doesn't know how to send emails. I don't know. Like, there's a lot. Of, he knows how to do a lot, but it's all like he could survive in the woods for, you know, 30 years undetected, but you know, he can't really send a text message or an email very well. <laughs> so, so I finally figure out it's, it's Chris Mattingly and he has a bunch of these amazing instrumental demos that he has put together over the years. And he's like, these need lyrics and they need arrangements. And so we started to write together and I started, there were just, I picked like three or four of these songs that were just amazing. And I was like, this just sounds like Love Coma to me. So I got a hold of Chris Dodds, who's the drummer for Love Coma. And he has been extremely busy playing with all sorts of bands um, over the years. And I thought, well, if he's in, then I'm, I'm in, I'm all in, and I, we will call this Love Coma. So... Of course, Dodds was in, Mattingly was in, I was in, and our bass player had long since become a missionary pastor in Mexico. Okay. And so I knew Jeff, uh, and his name is Jeff Duncan, so I knew Jeff was not going to leave his amazing missionary post in Mexico to come play in a very strange and wonderful rock and roll band. So shortly after we kind of put the word out about a bass player, J.J. Uh, Placencio, who is very, probably most famous, I guess, um, playing with Sixpence on the Richer, but he's played with Plum, and he's sat in with Jars of Clay, and, and, and I think he's helped a lot of people out um, as a live touring bass player and on, on the record and stuff. So J.J. was like, I, wanna, I want in. I want into this band. So we welcomed him in, and, uh, and we're even better now because he's in the band he's like a he's like a triple threat that guy so that's how it all got together and and you know misty and i are still gonna finish this record that we've got going on and we'll probably put it out at some point next year but love coma has a lot to live up to because this solo record is is so good because of what misty is has brought to it that i feel like love coma has to be at least that good or better before we can release anything. So yeah, yeah, we got we got some we got some challenges ahead of us for sure. So are all the songs that are going to be on this project the ones that were the instrumental demos he was working with or some of those original demos from 96 or just new new stuff you guys are writing together fresh or Yeah, well, we we've got about 3 of the songs as of now. At least 3 of those songs were Chris Manley instrumentals that I wrote lyrics to and added melody and sort of changed up the arrangements. And then there's several tunes that I have had in my catalog and 
I may have demoed, but they just were, they needed a rock and roll band behind them. And I just never had one to, to deliver it the way I heard it in my head. And so I'm sort of shaking the dust off of a few of those. And then there's a couple of brand new songs. And then I think that really depends, but we may go back and revisit one or two of those 1996 demos and see if we still, we were so angry back then. They just sound very angry and full of rage, which is kind of what rock and roll is about on so many levels. But I don't think any of us are that angry anymore. (laughs) I think we're we sort of mellowed out in our in our age, you know. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with and, those. And those guys aren't all in Texas anymore, right? So are you just mailing files around and everybody's kind of recording in a home studio? Or are you looking to get some studio time together somewhere? Or oh yeah, we're gonna we want to we want to do this like rock and roll of old, where you get guys show up in a real recording studio, take out their instruments, and actually play together at the same time. And uh, and try not to screw it up from there. That's that's the idea. But like Chris Dodds and I both live in San Antonio. Chris Mattingly, no one is really sure where he lives. He lives out in the Canyon Lake area. That's all we know, which is probably about an hour and a half away from us. I like to just envision him like in the forest living in a tree somewhere. I think that's probably <laughs> what's going on. And then JJ lives up in Austin which is not too far from San Antonio. And we're probably going to be doing some rehearsals up, up at his, at his place coming up uh, next month. So we're close enough to where we can make this thing work. And, and we awesome. do want to play. Yeah. We do want to play some live shows as well. We don't want it just to be like a, just a studio thing. And, you know, we're not like Alan Parsons project or one of the, remember the old bands that were these, studio bands but you would never really see them live or anything so yeah this is all like super fresh to us and depending on you know like if we reach our goal for this indiegogo campaign then we'll make a full-on album and then if we you know that will determine really what we do whether it's going to be an ep or an album or if it's just going to be like side a side b to a 45 rpm single or something we'll see (laughs) we'll see what happens now the campaign has like a uh, little over a month left. Do, w- when does that actually yes. close? Because Indiegogo is not so great about giving you a date until it's really close. Right. I think it's December the fourteenth. Okay. If I'm not correct, I think I'm I'm correct in saying that. So yeah, I think mid December. So at Indiegogo, folks can search for Love Coma. Ten dollars for the digital download. Twenty dollars for the CD and download. Um, you've got some stuff like the signed CD, but you've got a lot of options that include your artwork are there any of those perks that you're personally really excited about hoping that somebody grabs yeah um my goodness yeah i'm in the process of painting up so we got a classical guitar like a nylon string guitar and i'm really i really just want to turn these things into pieces of art that even if you're not a guitar player you can just hang it on your wall and it can be like a a 360 degree art piece no matter where you look this it's going to be painted up the fretboards Everything is just going to have my my artwork on it. So we have one electric guitar and one nylon string. But Chris Mattingly is actually building a guitar, oh, wow. and we don't even have we don't even have this yet listed. So this will eventually be another perk that, that Chris Mattingly is building a guitar, and I'm not sure where this is going to go. But it's either going to have more artwork for myself or it's going to be an actual playable guitar that that somebody can purchase 
we're still sort of in the in the trying to figure out what we're going to do with this guitar to set it apart, make it real special. So between that and we're trying to figure out some vinyl options too, because I know people have been asking about vinyl, and I've never had a single thing of of mine on vinyl before. So I know we are definitely looking into that and maybe using that as a stretch goal or something, something like that. So yeah, stay tuned. Very cool. That'd be awesome. So when are you looking at uh, maybe a release date for that Love Coma project? I'm really hoping it'll be um, within the first part of next year. So 2019, I think that's going to be the first thing you'll, you'll get from me and from the band. The idea is if we can come up with a sort of a definitive number of how much money we've raised in this campaign, that'll tell us exactly what we are able to record, you know, like I said, whether it's going to be a, an EP or a full-length album. And we'll probably go into the studio. If we don't go in at the end of December, uh, we'll go in in January and try to knock this thing out. You know, like I just read somewhere that Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks album, which is one of my favorite records of all time, it was recorded in five days and mixed in three days. And it's timeless. And I'm like, if we can't record this Love Coma album in five days and we can't mix it in three days, then, you know, we need to we need to go back to the drawing board. So we'll see what happens. You know, it's it's tough today in the digital age and where you can have a million tracks per song uh, to, to put a million guitars or whatever. It's kind of like, oh, this would be so good if we can keep this to a five piece band and just minimal overdubs and just make it something really just immediate and raw and full of, you know, rock and roll. So in addition to the Love Coma campaign, where else can folks find all your music and your art? It's Chris Taylor World, right? Yeah, yeah. That's my official website, ChrisTaylorWorld.com. And that's probably the best place to find everything. Bandcamp is a close second. They can find all my music that I've released on Bandcamp. And um, there's a, a tab on Bandcamp that's I just called My Tribe. And it's for anybody who is... Um, just like a diehard fanatic, like can't get enough. I want to hear the demos. I want to hear all the stuff. Um, it's really great because for $20 a year, you get like this massive chunk of my back catalog and you get access to anything I put out. So if I happen to put out something next month under the radar, you know, slip out a new single or a, a little EP that I just want to give as a gift to my fans, it's like, there it is. You'll be the first one to have it. So those are two great, you know, great avenues to kind of get my stuff and get yourself familiar with it. Very cool. The name of this podcast is Good Patron. And the whole focus is helping folks move from kind of like a uh, just a casual listener to an engaged fan to being a, a patron of the artists they love. When you think about folks that love your music, What's one big way they can really show support for you and what you're doing? You know, that's a really great question. You know, there's so many things, you know, like not a lot of people have money to spend. And I totally get that, especially when you're talking about buying an original piece of artwork. Um, I always love it when people are able to buy original pieces. And I try to keep my prices low enough to where the people who have to pay bills and support kids and have families, that kind of thing that they can still have in a nice, uh, like I noticed you have a really nice piece of art behind you. I don't know who did that, but that's super, super cool. And it's, 
I love to fill up people's houses with color and with artwork. So I'm always trying to be mindful of that uh, with my prices and everything. So that's one way is, and, and even if you can't buy the art, if you're scrolling through Facebook and you see a post that has, you know, oh, Chris is selling his artwork, even if you can't buy it or have no intentions of buying it, but you like it, you can share it. Everybody knows somebody that likes artwork. And if they can share it with that person and say, hey, this might be for you, um, that's a huge way to to help out. Because sometimes you just feel like you're, well, at least for me, I feel like I'm just in my own little bubble where I'm just, you know, recording or painting. And I, I put stuff out to the world, but I don't know who's actually seeing it, who's resonating with it. You know, everyone's just scrolling through and their thumbs are always moving. I don't know whose thumbs stop on my stuff, you know, long enough to really check it out. So there's that. And just, you know, always dropping in and sending me a little, even if it's a private message, saying, you know, letting me know what songs they like of mine or, or whatever. That's always like those little personal things are huge for me in a world where everyone's busy. No one's got time anymore. It's it can be a really nice touch just to drop in and say, hey, I've been listening to this song this week or, you know, just like you were talking about with uh, with Oxygen earlier. That was like, oh, wow, I have no clue. Like once the songs leave my, you know, I, I, I press send into the world and I have no idea how others are resonating with them. And uh, it's always nice to see and hear what people are up to and and um and those are great ways to support an artist is just tell them that you love them, you know, tell them, hey, this, you're helping me get through the day. I appreciate it. Very cool. You you talked about your art. I want to give a, a shout out for something you're doing. You've got some specific collections of art that you're doing with a, a group that works with foster care or, uh, art, or, or art or music for foster kids or what? What was that all about? Well, it's called Kids in a New Groove, and they're just these amazing souls. I'm just sort of learning about them. You know, I, I performed at a festival, a songwriters festival earlier this month called Dripping Springs Songwriters Festival, and it's in a little town called Dripping Springs, Texas, just outside of Austin. And they have, this is their fifth annual festival, and I've been at the last four of them. And oh, wow. uh, Jim and Lori Halfpenny, um, and Dave Niemeyer, those three folks are the ones responsible for putting together one of the best run music festivals I've ever seen in my life. And they have been working, they've been auctioning off signed guitars, and all their money would go to Kids in a New Groove. And I, this year, I finally just stopped and took note and saying, like, what is this Kids in a New Groove thing? And they're basically helping these foster kids they're mentoring them with music and in the arts and i'm just i was so blown away by that because these kids are coming from homes where there's been abuse and there's been all sorts of things going on and in a world today where everything is it seems to me like everything is just politically driven or tribe driven that you get something that is that slows down your life and builds you up like i know what music has done for me i come from an abusive home so i know what it did for me when i was a kid and it was my escape but it was also a sense of um self-discovery and it was a sense of like oh music made me feel amazing when no other human being made me feel amazing so 
to me, it was a light bulb moment where I could wake up and say, you know what? Why not make this like a win-win-win for everyone where somebody will buy my painting and I'll get a little bit of money and I can give some money to kids in a new groove and then they can walk away with this cool piece of art that they can have in their house. And it's like a three-way win situation. And then it was really cool because just earlier today, I got invited to go to a Kids in the New Groove uh, luncheon, and they're going to be auctioning off a, a big piece of my artwork at this big private luncheon in Austin uh, next month. Cool. So the, yeah, the kids, I just decided to do it, and I didn't even ask anybody at the Kids in the New Groove. I just decided I was just going to do this thing. And I get a phone call from you know the lady that runs the whole program uh, the other day, and she was like blown away that I would do this. And I'm like, that's nothing. Like I'm doing nothing. Like I'm I'm sitting at home creating cool pieces of art, trying to sell them so I can make some money to live. You guys are doing day in and day out faithful work for kids who are broken in spirit, and you are building them up with music. That is like to me, one of the most beautiful and amazing things ever. So if I can just have a small part in that and then ask other people to have, you know, just to drop a couple of bucks, you know, just to make, change somebody's life really is what it's all about. So it's a really cool thing. And I'm just, I finally just woke up to it, you know, like, oh, I don't, I'm usually very self-absorbed. I'm in it for myself and <laughs> just trying to, how do I pay the bills? And this was like a little wake up call for myself and, and I love being part of something that's bigger than just myself or right. bigger than just like, hey, I'm out here to, to sell a record and make a buck or I'm out here to paint a picture and make a buck. Like a, to be able to, to do this for something and for someone because really behind every program there's actual living, breathing human beings that are walking into a situation you know, and going, oh, here's a guitar and oh, here's a saxophone. And like they get to maybe have their whole life, their whole trajectory in life could change for the better because of a, you know, an instrument in their hands. That's Absolutely. the coolest thing in the world. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I sure do appreciate your time. Is there, is there any last thing that you would like to discuss that I, I haven't asked that you're like, oh, I hope he asks about this because I just want to say that one thing? No, I just, you know, the, the main thing is, is for people listening, you know, whether you are fellow musicians or artists or, or just someone who loves music and loves the arts, you know, is to, um, I would encourage you guys to um, find your, your own local singer songwriters, your own local artists in your area and, and encourage them. Next time you see some poor soul sitting on a bar stool playing an acoustic guitar to a, a room full of people not listening. Go up and tip him 10 bucks. Tell him that he's great or tell him that she's great. Find unique ways to encourage your, your own, the people in your own town doing this thing because I talk to so many musicians and so many artists and I feel like we're all just slowly dying on the vine. You know, we're, we're making all this stuff and we're putting our music out there and it's kind of like throwing spaghetti against the wall. And you have to be some sort of, you know, rocket scientist to do, to plan some sort of strategy to get the most bang out of your buck in the music world. And it's always kind of been that way, but now it's the wild west, you know, and everyone's just trying to figure out, like, no one's making money off of any of these streaming services or anything like that. But when there's real human beings that come in contact with 
you know, your, your fellow singer songwriters and your artists, your visual artists. And you just, whether you give them a tip or whether you just tell them that you appreciate them and what they're doing, it just makes a world of difference. And you'll, you'll change somebody's, you might not change their life, but you'll definitely change their night and they'll, they'll remember you for, for sure. So yeah, that's what I would say. Encourage each other. You know, that's, that's what we need more of in this world. Excellent advice. Thank you very much. All right, Garrett. Thank you so much for hanging out and talking to me tonight. Totally. I sure appreciate your time. Yeah, me too. Talk to you later. Thank you. Hundreds have discovered UTR's Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist on Spotify with hours of gourmet music updated each month. Now we invite you to check out the all-new UTR Special Menu Playlist with a collection of hand-curated specialty-themed songs that are delivered at just the right time. The debut Special Menu Playlist features all well-crafted songs with the theme of gratitude and thankfulness. You can find the Special Menu Playlist by searching on Spotify, or you can read the curator's notes or listen at utrmedia.org. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. I am really excited about these campaigns that are active right now. Now, in the first half of the show, I challenged you to act fast when you hear about a campaign, and we are going to cover a bunch right now. But I get that you're probably driving or working in the yard or doing dishes or laundry or working out. Not exactly an easy time to stop and back them right away. I get that. The good news is the show notes will have links for all of these, so you can follow up at a better time. Just don't wait too long. Now, on this show, I cover all the campaigns that are active right now that I think merit your attention, but if something comes out between episodes, you still might miss it. So if you follow the show on Twitter, at GoodPatron, you can see all the campaigns we're tweeting about between episodes. But now, you get the ones that made it in time for the episode. And that includes Citizens, Lee Nash, Mike Main in the Branches, The Classic Crime, Asher Peterson, Lowland Hum, David Isaac Rivers, Signs, and a documentary. Yeah, that is a lot to cover. So let's dive right in. First up are Citizens, who changed their name to Citizens and Saints, and then changed their name back to Citizens, with a Kickstarter campaign for what will become their fourth full-length album. This campaign was fully funded in the first eight hours. So they're already talking about stretch goals. Here is a clip of their song, Faith, so you've got an idea what they sound like. I'm stepping out into the great unknown Walking on waters with my eyes transfixed This 
$10 gets you an early download. $20 gets you a signed CD and the download. $30 for black vinyl. And then there are other options like colored vinyl, shirts, hoodies, and more. Head over to Kickstarter and search for Citizens. But do it fast. This campaign closes Friday, November 23rd. Next up is Lee Nash with a Pledge Music campaign for a new album, which will be a mix of new originals and covers. If you remember her from Sixpence but haven't heard her latest stuff, you should know she's taking a bit of a country turn. Here's a clip of a recent cover she put out earlier this year. $10 gets the download, 15 gets the CD and download, 25 and the CD gets signed, 35 for signed vinyl, and then there are other options available too. So head over to Pledge Music and search for Lee Nash. This campaign closes December 11th. Next up are Mike Main and the Branches, and they've launched a Kickstarter campaign for their new album to be titled When We Were in Love. They said that they'd recorded what was going to be their third album back in 2016 and 2017, but it just didn't feel right. So they wrote some more songs this past spring and along the way got signed by Tooth & Nail Records. But because they'd had such a connection with their fans and earlier Kickstarter campaigns, they made sure they could still do a pre-order through Kickstarter with some exclusive rewards for this album. Here's a clip of their 2014 song, Take It All, so you've got an idea what they sound like. $15 gets you a signed CD, $25 gets the vinyl, $35 for a vinyl CD combo, and there are other options available including shirts, posters, notebooks, and more. So head over to Kickstarter and check it out, but act fast. This campaign closes Tuesday, December 4th. Next up are the Classic Crime. They are working on their sixth full-length album, and this will be the fourth to be crowdfunded. And to make this album a little different, 
Matt McDonald, who's been the primary songwriter, will be collaborating with some folks he's never worked with before to create something unique and surprising. The goal is to finish the album by the end of 2019, and here is a clip of an earlier song, Not Done With You Yet, so you've got an idea what they sound like. Life, life can be, life can be senseless, life can be, life can be senseless, I try to make sense of it, flash and fake smiles at my friends, these defenselessness I cannot $10 gets you the early download, $20 gets you a signed CD and download, $30 for black vinyl and download, and then there are more options available like shirts, hoodies, colored vinyl, and more. They've indicated that many of the physical items will only be available through the Kickstarter itself. Their goal was $30,000, and they were fully funded in the first five hours. If you're into the classic crime, check this out, but do it fast. This campaign closes Saturday, November 10th. Next up is Asher Peterson putting out music under the name Nemo. At least I, I think it's Nemo. And I'll mention his family just this once. So you've got context that he comes from a musically gifted family. His dad is Andrew Peterson. His sister is Sky Peterson. He's actually been working as Ben Shives engineering production assistant. So he's got a lot of experience with music kind of in his blood. He already put out a six song EP titled Rain earlier this year featuring four different artists. Now he's launched a Kickstarter campaign to put out a 10-song collaborative project with each song featuring a different artist, ranging from indie pop to hip-hop to epic cinematic scores. Expect a blend of lush synths, layered vocals, live and programmed percussion, textured guitars and pianos, and other sounds. Here's a clip of the song Move from the six-song EP that came out earlier, so you've got an idea what this might sound like. Her arms open wide, but I turn away. What am I doing? I can't think straight. I have a head full of dreams that won't come true. And I blame it all, blame it all on you. But you're making a move. $10 gets the download, $20 gets the download a week early, and a download of the instrumental version of the album, and then there are more options available. So head over to Kickstarter and search for NAMO, N-A-M-O. But do it fast, this campaign closes Wednesday, November 14th. 
Next up, our husband-wife duo, Lowland Hum. They put out a beautiful blend of dreamy, acoustic folk, and now they've launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new album to be titled Glyphonic. Here's a clip of their song, Yesterday is Forever, so you've got an idea what they sound like. Oh mama, oh darling, oh slinger, oh star, oh apple, oh dawn, oh simple, oh storm, oh downy, oh thorn. Yesterday is forever, taking you back. $10 gets you an early download of the album, $25 for a signed CD, and then they've got other options available as well. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Lowland Hum, L-O-W-L-A-N-D. But do it fast. This campaign closes Saturday, November 18th. Next up is David Isaac Rivers with a Kickstarter campaign for a new worship EP to be titled Our Saviors Alive. He'd released a great EP based on the Psalms a couple years ago, and now he's ready to put out this new project. Here's a clip from his version of Solid Rock from his Psalms EP, so you've got an idea what he sounds like. Holy lean on Jesus' name When darkness seems to hide his face I rest on his unchanging grace When every high and stormy gale My anchor holds within the for the download version, $12 for the CD and download, and then there are more options available. Set over to Kickstarter and search for David Isaac Rivers. But do it fast, this campaign closes Thursday, November 15th. Next up are Signs, and that's spelled S-Y-N-S, a Sacramento band who's launched an Indiegogo campaign for a four-song EP. Here is a clip of their song, Stay, so you've got an idea what they sound like. Tell me is the good kind of blind I'm still feeling lonely Haunted from inside I need you now knowing this I myself cannot be fixed I know, I know it's my own fault But I don't, I don't have the right 
don't go away from me My memories are fading I find it hard to breathe And please stay And keep on chasing me Our distance is fading Don't let go $15 for the download of the EP, and then they've got more options available. Head over to Indiegogo and search for Signs, S-Y-N-S. And I can't tell you exactly when this campaign closes, since Indiegogo is rather fuzzy about that this far out. But at the end of October right now, it's showing a month left. Next up is a Kickstarter campaign about a documentary to be titled Full Circle, all about friendship and the breakup and reconciliation of three ex-members of the band, Hawk Nelson, and their new journey in music together. If you were a Hawk Nelson fan, head over to Kickstarter and search for Full Circle and check out this campaign. But do it fast. This campaign closes Wednesday, November 14th. I mentioned earlier that you could follow the show on Twitter, but you can also join the Crowdfunding Christian Music Group on Facebook and find out about these and a number of other campaigns as they launch. Thank you for sticking around until the end of the episode. Hopefully, something here really connected with you. I'd love to hear from you and find out if you have any questions or feedback, or if you want to give me a heads up about a campaign. You can email me directly, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com. I am excited to keep digging into the topic of how to be a good patron, and I hope I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. Until next episode, remember, great music doesn't just happen. So get involved.